Okay. Hey, Curtis. Hey, guys. What movie are we watching this week? This week, we're watching Masters of the Universe meets Frozen, <laughs> crossed with Swamp Thing, and a healthy <laughs> dose of Daddy's Home. <laughs> this week, we're watching The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Oh my, that is that is quite the hodgepodge of movie yes. marriages to uh, <laughs> to, pro- to to produce a fine film like this one. Like, yes, I do yeah. credit uh, Patreon subscriber Melissa L for helping me with the punchline for this one. It's like, I, need <laughs> Daddy's some- home. I need something with like a father <laughs> reference. Daddy's home, yeah. like that came yeah. to you way too fast. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Your movie marriage for this movie is a lot like Matilda and her parents. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mat- you know, like, Matilda is a fine, very accomplished, and you know, very promising life ahead of mm-hmm. her, and then yep. she's got you know Danny and Rhea as her parents. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the podcast where we take a monthly theme and satisfy the theme with movies that we like to watch and talk about. I am one of your hosts, Oz. And I am Curtis. And as you said, we are here this week to wrap up yeah. January. This month went fast, Oz. I don't know about where, you. I, I don't know where it went either. Like, we're recording here on the 20th, and it's already like we're almost three weeks into the year already. Yeah. We're, wrap, we're wrapping up sequels better than the original. Uh, and really, another one of those, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm could be splitting hairs on whether you agree with us or not but empire strikes back yeah a new hope great film again kind of like kind of like a couple weeks ago with alien and aliens you know Mm -hmm. you're you're splitting hairs there as well this is just one that always kind of stuck with me just a little bit more you know the the plot the characters really came into their own and in the the star wars verse here that's Mm -hmm. thus thus my love for the empire strikes back well and in some ways like another movie we could have done this month is like spider-man 2 you know uh where another sam raimi movie um where it's like you know a new hope had to spend time establishing characters Mm -hmm. and then even more time bringing said characters together you know so it's like a movie like this or even Spider-Man two, like the nonsense is out of the way. Let's just get going. And, and that really does uh, open up, you know, it opens the doors to what you can do creatively when you don't have to a lot. And, and, but also staying within respective runtime, sure. unlike Lord of the Rings, where it's like Peter Jackson's <laughs> like, we've got time. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. Going back to Spider-Man, you know, blah, 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 Aunt May, blah, blah, blah. Uncle yeah, ben, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm shot. Oh, no. Now we're sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got bit. I got bit <laughs> yeah. by a spider. Not, now, we're know, an, it's like, now we're an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and you have to do that. Yeah. Well, no, you, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to do it. But, you know, to your non-comic book readers, you yeah. you owe it to them, you know. Um, you know, but but at this one, you're right. It's just, it it, it wears itself like, hey, mm-hmm. we know we've already, if almost like, if you're here, it's because you've seen the first yeah. one. Yeah, it, it trusts that, and, and, it, and it extends that, uh, I guess that kind of, um, I don't know what the right word is here, but it, it extends, I'll just say it extends trust to the audience. You know, yeah. you know who they are. Um, right, you know, it does. It doesn't waste your time doing that. I guess it gives mm-hmm. honor to the audience. 
yeah, it's like if if you're confused when you're watching this, it's it's kind of your fault because <laughs> it's it's Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know, if we, I mean, we weren't around when the first one came out. Um, however, it's like this came out. It's like it was still like the biggest thing ever. So yeah. if, if if you wander into a movie theater to catch a movie and you're like Empire Strikes Back, hmm, I wonder what this is about. Probably <laughs> World War Two. Probably. And, uh, <laughs> and then you're seeing these people like even in 1980 if you didn't know who luke skywalker was like uh, it's kind of your fault like yeah. you've worked really hard to avoid uh the entertainment yes. news yeah that, um, that was the so, zeitgeist oh by sh by far for sure uh so here we are with empire strikes back Star Wars Part 2, Episode 5. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to make sense of it, folks. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, George had a vision. Yeah, uh, sure And did. so I've got, the, with it being your movie, I got the cast this week. Yes. And, who, uh, who do we got in this movie, guys? Well, despite really, like, I'm looking, I'm looking at my cast list here. And when it comes to importance, despite the size of... Mm. Of the Star Wars universe and all of the Kenner action figures one could own. <laughs> I was waiting for a Kenner reference. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to importance, it's really again just a handful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got you've got the rebels, uh, and we'll stick with with the main guns. You've got Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker, uh, and you know his buddy uh, slash swashbuckler. You know, yes. <laughs> trusting. Uh, Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, uh, his, well, his, his their, their, their <laughs> potential love interest, Carrie Fisher as Leo mm -hmm. Organa. Yeah. That's a race. That's a race that we find out, uh, Han Solo <laughs> wins by default. Yes. <laughs> well, well uh, it depends where you live, I guess, or what, There's laws, been you, a yeah. what laws of, of nature and God you right. choose to yeah. follow. <laughs> Tatooine is the Arkansas of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, Mark Hamill had to duck out of that race. Uh, so those are really your <laughs> comment below if you're from Arkansas and found that offensive, or Tatooine and yeah, found that offensive. Or. <laughs> so you, yeah, you got Luke Han and Leia as really the big, the big trio of yes. the rebellion. Um, with their sidekicks, of course, being C3PO and R2D2, mm -hmm. played by Anthony Daniels. And Kenny Baker, and we can't forget Peter Peter Mayhew playing Chewbacca, oh, uh, Hans Hans loyal Wookiee friend. Um, you know, and then we've got the bad guys, mm -hmm. which is really just uh, James Earl Jones voicing David Prowse acting uh, Darth Vader. I mean, that's the bad guy in this yeah. one. You you don't have um, you you don't have uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, and you know, like yep. all those guys that happen to be on the Death Star at the end of the first one, they're not around anymore. Um, yeah, you there, do have. Yeah, there's some other empire like there admirals are. and generals that pop up. Oh here yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. kind of faces, right. but yeah, yeah, it's like they're not worth they're not worth remembering. Um, and then you've got kind of your your new entries yes. to this one. Couple new uh, new characters. Couple. You got Lando Calrissian played by Billy D. Williams himself, uh, and you've got Yoda. Of course, mm -hmm. everybody knows who Yoda is. Uh, Puppeted and voiced by Miss Piggy. Frank Oz. Yep. <laughs> uh, we do have a little bit of Alec Guinness's back as Obi Wan Kenobi. We also get introduced um, to uh, Boba Fett, uh, mm -hmm. but not really. He's not front and center like no. like he is in the next one. Um, you know, but that's really that's really it. You know, you got a bunch of bounty hunters, you got a bunch of stormtroopers. 
Uh, you got a bunch of pilots uh, for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, but by and large, the cast members I listed are pretty much the yeah. only ones that matter. Yeah. For as big as this movie is in a galaxy far, far away, there's right. just the handful. Right, and you do have, and you do you do uh, you do have John Ratzenberger. He's in this too. <laughs> of course, he is. <laughs> yeah, because it's a Pixar movie. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Pixar, so Ratzenberger had to be there. Yeah, I, that's probably why Disney bought Lucas Films is because they had John Ratzenberger already, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, there's one movie I was in you don't have the rights to," <laughs> and they're like, and, "We see you, Mister Ratzenberger." <laughs> and interestingly enough, he was playing Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Was one of my he was the intergalactic mailman. Mail call. Oh man, it's been years since the mail's been by. <laughs> and then he complained about living with his mother for 20 minutes. <laughs> right, yeah. And when he wasn't on screen, he was hanging out uh, at Max Zebos, <laughs> Where everybody knew his name. With George Wett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Max! <laughs> everybody. Right? Yeah, Ted Dance and Tended Bar. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was really, it was a nice crossover. It was, yeah. It, was, it, it yeah. really it looked itself the, well. It was the B side of that that Christmas special. <laughs> well, I just realized we, I think, unintentionally came full circle on your Matilda reference with Rhea Perlman as well. There. Oh, there we go. There just, we go. just like I, un, un, unintentionally, like, but yeah, just like we planned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I do see that in my notes. Make sure you get back to the Matilda. Record, yes. So. I mean, I mean, we we script out every line of these these episodes. <laughs> we so. we said that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and we actually wrote down last week that we would say this this week. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I scripted out the line. I'm, I scripted out the line. So. <laughs> right. And I see that you just read the part where you were going to say that. Mm. And I read the part where I... So, yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get out of the way now. And uh, tell us about the plot of The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the plot of The Empire Strikes Back, guys. We have the famous Star Wars crawl here at the beginning. It tells us that, yes, the Rebels destroyed the Death Star, but they're being hunted by the Imperial fleet that are hiding on the ice planet of Hoth. Uh, I always love uh, the the after the crawl in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. It, it cuts to something in space and usually, you know, like yeah. a Star Destroyer or something like that. And and that's what you do in this one. You you see it yeah. like Star Destroyers right there. Uh, it lets you know front and center like the the Empire's mad about what happened uh, canonically three years ago uh, right. in, in A New Hope. This is set th- three. I don't know, astro years. Right, yeah. Light, <laughs> light year. There light you years, go. I think. <laughs> Three light years later. Three light years later. So uh, I'd be upset, too, if yeah. someone destroyed my garage. Like, mm-hmm. where do they park a Star Destroyer? <laughs> I think you, you got to rent space someplace. It's like... It's like where uh, do they, it's like where when, do they when, build when you, <laughs> The fairgrounds. <laughs> right. In the garage, like, <laughs> duh, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, the, the Motor City. I mean, it makes sense yeah. to me if you're going to build a, a Death Star in, in the United States, it's going to be in Detroit. Yeah, because these, I think they are American made. They don't seem to be. I don't think these are foreign Death Stars. These no, are German I, Death Stars. No, I thought I saw a Made in America sticker on it. Mm-hmm. 
Right. There's a baby on board on one of them I saw. <laughs> My student is an honor roll at the, at the, at the Imperial <laughs> right. Academy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> student driver. Yeah. <laughs> Driving the Death Star. <laughs> right. Now put your blinker on. <laughs> yeah, you need a CDL for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think at least a CDL. <laughs> <laughs> Probably two of them. <laughs> so on Hoth, the ice planet, where, where, the, where the rebels are hiding out. Uh, Luke checks it with Hod. They're riding tauntauns, Oz. How would you describe a tauntaun? A stop motion, like... Uh uh, I would say, like, a kangaroo meets yak meets seahorse somewhere. Sure. Bipedal, yes. Because they're only only on two legs. But they're they're very Harryhausen. Yes, they're riding these... uh, these large mammals around. I guess they're very hardy creatures riding around this yeah. ice planet of Hoth. Uh, Luke, Luke tells Han, I'm going to check in on this downed meteorite. So you, you go on back to base, buddy. I'll see you back yeah. there. <laughs> Just as soon as Han leaves, Luke is knocked out by a snow monster, by Bumble. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I thought it was the guy, uh, you know, that, that said, Welcome to the Himalayas and Monsters, Inc. It was, it was that indomitable snowman. It was that guy, yeah. So yeah, get, I think you're right. Yeah. It was Bumble. It was, it was Bumble. Yes. <laughs> oh, Han's back at base. Checks in with Chewie. Chewie's working on the Falcon. The Millennium Falcon's not in great shape. Chewie decided to like take it apart while Han was out, and uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that that's that's not going to come up as a plot point throughout this entire no. movie here. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Leia is giving giving some mad side eye to Han throughout all of this. Uh, I know th- these aren't the biggest of plot points, but I feel obligated to kind of mention some of the stuff early on because I really think it kind of lays the track for where where the characters go in this movie. So she's giving him the side eye. He picks up on it. He says, "I gotta leave. I got a bounty on my head. I'm a dead man if I don't go take care of this." And uh, and Han Han kind of looks at Leia because she just kind of is just kind of staring back at him. He says, "Don't get all mushy on me." So long. And of course, she follows him. We need you, right? Oh, why don't you just admit it? You have feelings for me. So I I really enjoy how they they jump right into that and and how it's yeah it's 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 really obvious and it kind of and it and, and that plays in Han's character. He's very obvious about everything he does. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no secrets to him. Like he's your prototypical "quote unquote" guy. Like, yeah. I'm not playing games. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and yeah. I'm probably going to be a little condescending and egotistical about yes. it too. I know you like me. I'm calling BS right. on you when you say you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Three PO tells Han, you know, Luke hasn't checked in, and uh, nobody knows where he is. So Han gets on his tauntaun. Goes out, goes back out to look for him, despite the fact that he's told, you know, your Tauntaun's probably going to freeze to death within minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, cut the Luke back in this this in Bumble's cave, uh, right? <laughs> as he's devouring the the Tauntaun, Luke. Yeah, is, Bumble's is no vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, he he's a carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's tearing into reindeer when uh, when nobody's looking. So uh, Luke is suspended by his feet. Somehow the uh, the 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 bumble got him affixed to the ceiling of his cave. So I don't know if he's got like a warm water pail or something, and he just splashed Luke's feet and stuck him up there. He's got ice breath, I think. <laughs> Regardless, it's the only thing that makes it. But I wondered that too, because yeah. like, how'd you get him to hang upside down? Like. <laughs> 
Because that water, unless it freezes instantaneously, yeah. is going to drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe oh, wow. I, maybe maybe uh, Bumble's a chemist. Also, who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe it's really the entrance to a funhouse, and he has like it's like a rotating barrel. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Throws yeah. him to the ground, and then like, and then like the big wheel spun it. <laughs> yeah, it's like how they how they shot parts of 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably it's only an ice cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Superhuman strength, this wampa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Luke uses the force. He actively uses the force for the first time, whereas he... He almost he almost seemed irritated by it. Like, he's yeah. reaching for it with his hand, and he can't. And granted, I know he's upside down, so it looked like he was rolling his eyes. But it almost seemed like, uh fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll use, use my mind. I'll, I'll use telekinesis. I'll use space fine. I'll use space magic to free my lightsaber. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll listen to the Metachlorians, and I'll use it. <laughs> so he gets his lightsaber... Uh, frees himself, chops off Bumble's arm. Oh. Right. And then runs out of the, the shelter that's keeping him warm. <laughs> and naturally, offset, I feel like they did all of this because Mark Hamill got in a car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he had like, isn't that true? Like he had scarring on his face I, I don't, or something. I, didn't, and... I don't know. I don't, I didn't read that. I don't recall that, but I mean, it sounds plausible. You talk, you, you talk, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, as as you're looking that up, um, Luke is having visions, uh, and basically he he just he passes out from the cold of the blizzard. He's on the mm-hmm. brink of death, and lo and behold, Han comes across him. Han's Tauntaun dies right there, and Han knows that Luke's not going to make it unless I can figure out a way to warm him up. So he takes Luke's Luke's lightsaber, cuts open the belly of his freshly dead Tauntaun, and shoves Luke inside the tauntaun right <laughs> using his his warm innards to to mm-hmm. to heat his friend back up it was yeah mark hamill was in a car accident after a new hope had filmed but before it debuted okay um so it wasn't news at the time but it did it altered the way his face looked and they um they had to write something in to okay. uh, explain the scarring and to okay. explain the scarring which would have been the wampa attack okay at the beginning of this movie so. all right well i guess it makes sense yeah so back at the base they got luke recovering in a back to tank i wish i had a back to tank guys those things are mm-hmm. sweet <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. like a it's like a healing science tube you submerge somebody in there and there's little things that like heal you basically well before we get too much further uh-huh I do want to give a shout out to Patreon subscribers, Don S, Melissa oh. L. <laughs> yeah, them. <laughs> I switched over to my character list. And uh, yeah, so Don S, Melissa L, Aaron and Mandy K. Uh, sorry we waited this long, but keep subscribing so that we can purchase uh, <laughs> we can purchase these tanks that we so badly yes, want. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah your, your, your Patreon money will buy me my own back to tank. sorry for the delay yeah if you want to come over and use it you're more than welcome to i really hope those four are still listening 19 minutes into this episode i know i'm sure they've they've all tuned out right now i haven't heard my name within the first four minutes (laughs) i'm pulling all of my all of my all my my patreon buddies gone leaving you with the dark (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, love we love you guys. We, we love our patrons. We do. Yes. <laughs> so Luke gets out of the back to tank. Um, Hans getting, giving Leia a hard time again. Hey, you don't want me to leave, blah, blah, blah. We, we get uh, one of those lines uh, where she, she gets mad at him and calls him a half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. And uh, Han Han has a clever comeback here. Hey, who's scruffy looking? <laughs> right. <laughs> Might as well uh, call him a cotton-headed ninny muggins. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with, with our North Pole references there. <laughs> right, well, that's where we're at. <laughs> then the narwhal showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you find your dad. <laughs> As I say that out loud, that actually kind of yeah, works. With it, it. Right, right. And it doesn't matter if they're saying it to Luke or Leia. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, buddy. <laughs> I hope you find your dad. I should have just, yeah. just used Elf as my movie marriage. That's <laughs> right. it. Just yeah. today, this week's movie is Elf combined with. Yeah. Elf. <laughs> yeah. We filmed this at the Hoth Pole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leia then kisses Luke, guys. And at this point, yeah. we're three years away from uh, Return of the Jedi. Spoiler alert yeah. of, of Return <laughs> of the Jedi coming out, revealing that Luke and Leia are not only biological siblings, but also twins. So You know, I'll, I will give Leia a ton of credit, though, because as chauvinistic as Han has been, mm-hmm. st- still, this is three years yeah. since a new hope so it's easy to believe that if he's been he's been around for three years yeah. clearly because he's just now talking about leaving so he's had this full court press on for three <laughs> years mm-hmm. and she still just dishes it out yeah but at the same time falling under that hollywood trap of i do care for him i really do yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna kiss my brother just to show you know show him that i don't yeah um, Han and Chewie uh, go out to uh, go back out to where this meteorite was uh, to examine things, and it's an Imperial probe, jo- probe droid that was mm-hmm. deployed. They they sent out dozens of these across the galaxy trying to find where the rebels are. They accidentally set it off, alerting the Empire to their location. Uh, we as we then get the Imperial march playing. Oh, one of the one of the yeah. best pieces of mm-hmm. score in film history that plays oh, as yeah. we see vader on his super star destroyer their fleet of masses um and he orders admiral ozel that's where we're going they're on hoth uh the rebels begin to evacuate as the fleet arrives vader um uh, again another another uh, hint this movie's a little darker than a new hope yeah uh, Admiral Ozel, who's in charge of their fleet, came out of light speed a little too close to Hoth, alerting them to their presence and allowing uh, the rebels to get their their electromagnetic shield up so that the Re- the Empire can't bombard them. They have to come at them from the ground. Uh, yeah. Vader didn't like that, Oz. And mm-hmm. so despite the fact that Vader and, and Ozel were on different ships, Darth Vader uses the Force to choke out yeah, Admiral Ozel. Yeah, or <laughs> chokes him from from a ways off. Yes, from a ways. Uh, so. I just wonder, like, why didn't Vader then just like force choke the rebellion? Well, he did have. I don't know. Ozel was on screen. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe he's so got to have a little. He's got to have a little Nightcrawler esque. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Nightcrawler, he's got to see where he's going, otherwise he'll just teleport into a wall. Right. Yeah. yeah. Vader's the same way, like, he's if I don't see, see where he's I going. Can't, I can't choke you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Rebels use a, a gigantic ion cannon, which, like, disables the electronics in the, in the, um, mm-hmm. In the Imperial ships to clear a way for the transports. Uh, Luke then jumps in a snowspeeder with his co-pilot Dak, and and Dak gives those great words. I feel like I take I can take on the whole Empire by myself. <laughs> right. Look at my new red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad's gonna happen today. <laughs> oh boy, this has been the greatest day. <laughs> Let's go, Luke. <laughs> so Dak dies. <laughs> I feel I feel like my future, my fortunes really turned. Around. <laughs> so uh, a, a, a fun se- sequence here is the snow speeders oh, yeah, attack yeah. Uh, these giant ATATs, which are basically like tanks with legs. <laughs> yeah, they're giant. They're just giant mechanical camels. Like uh, yes, just huge. <laughs> Who are walking across the snow towards the rebel base, and these little you know dinky snow speeders are, are trying to at least slow them down or something, and. Um, there's a couple fun sequences in here, you know, uh, Wedge, one of the other pilots for the, for the rebellion, he uses, Mm -hmm. uh, he and his co-pilot use uh, a tow cable to basically tie up the legs of this thing, falling, causing it to fall down. Because otherwise, like, these snow speeders are basically useless against these, the AT-ATs. Um, Luke's ship gets, gets shot down. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. This is also a really fun level in Lego Star Wars. Like. Is it? Oh, it really is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun because you you're in a snowspeeder and you have to you like you have to tie up the legs of yeah. several, um, and then you know et cetera et cetera. But it is it's a fun level. <laughs> Never played Lego Star Wars, but you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I'm sure I would. I just need to take the time for it. Luke's snowspeeder gets taken out. Um, Dak had already been kind of knocked, either knocked out or killed or whatever. Like that, like a stray shot kind of got him. Uh, he yeah. can't get Dak's body out, so Dak, Dak gets squished. <laughs> Jumping ahead just a little bit, uh, you know, the the Empire knocks out their power source. They storm the base, and the, rebel, and the Rebels, you know, they give their full evacuation. So Luke jumps in an X-Wing, and uh, he takes off towards the Dagobah system. So he, he and R2-D2, because as he was passing out earlier from the cold, he got a vision from... Um, from Obi-Wan telling him, hey, you got to go yeah. to the Dagobah system. In the meantime, cool, though, Leia is among the last of the Rebellion leaders to leave, and Han basically throws her in the Millennium Falcon. So Han, Chewie, Leia, and 3PO jump in the Millennium Falcon and escape just in the nick of time. Yeah. Uh, the Falcon is pursued by the Empire. They fly straight into this... Uh, into this barricade and uh, like they have the uh, the blockade, I should say, that they've mm-hmm. amassed around the planet, and uh, the hyperdrive's not working on. Us. That's not good. Yeah, Chewie <laughs> hasn't gotten back to that yet. Yeah, hyperdrive's not working. Uh, Han, the only thing he can do, he flies into an asteroid field to uh, to try to put something between him and and the Empire. Uh, and we get the first utterance of uh, C-3PO telling him the odds of successfully navigating an <laughs> right. asteroid field. I, I, Quite I the love statistician. It. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Because he can't help himself. He's yeah. just a walking computer. That's what he does. Never tell me the odds. So they uh, they evade the TIE fighters, and they end up hiding the Millennium Falcon, You know, their, their uh, small cargo ship, inside 
uh, basically a cave on one of the larger asteroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Luke arrives on Dagobah in his X-Wing. They show up. Uh, comes across uh, a, a creature who identifies himself as Yoda. He says, yeah, I know who Yoda is. In the meantime, Yoda's, Yoda's kind of, uh, I don't know, what, 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 how would you describe Yoda early on when Luke first meets him? Um, just childish. Just, sure. I mean, kind of, I mean, feigning ignorance. Sure. Just kind of dumb. And, you know, of course, we know that he's playing it off. Well, we've seen it enough, of course. Yeah. But just really, he's really inquisitive. I mean, he's just like a toddler, really. Yeah. Ton of questions, not a lot of focus, mm. not being overly serious, um, just being irritating, really. Yeah. But not not like Jar Jar Binks level irritating. Just, <laughs> but just he's just being an annoyance. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of feeling Luke out. He's kind of a yeah. kind of a scamp. He's intentionally kind of pushing some of Luke's buttons. Yeah, testing his patience. Mm-hmm. And... Back on the Falcon, um, let's see. Uh, they continue to work on the hyperdrive. And Han helps helps Leia's fixing something, and there's a fun little sequence between the two of them. And she just turns towards him. It's like you make things so difficult sometimes. He's like, "Yeah, I, I really do. Like, you like me because I'm a scoundrel. There aren't enough scoundrels in your life, and they almost go to kiss us. <gasps> almost, but yeah, C-3PO like, walks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whispering it right in each other's mouths. Mm-hmm. He was about to round first. Yeah, just about. Yeah. <laughs> Thought he laid that butt down solid, but... Yep, yeah, nope, nope. A little, got, little too got, much on it. Yeah. Third base, we got a good grip on it through about. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, on the Super Star Destroyer, we got a, a nice, a fun little scene here. Vader communicates with Palpatine. The first time we see Palpatine, um, this movie... Is I think the version I have a feeling the version you watched as well as the one I did was the, was the the latest special edition. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, you know, a New Hope had some special edition add-ins that have been pretty universally panned. Oh, uh, and, and the yeah. same same with Return of the Jedi as well. Uh, for the most part, I I I like the improvements made to the Empire yeah. because they're more subtle. Than right. some of the others, you know, I like agree. like they cleaned up some of the some of the you know, the black lines around the speeders on Hoth. Um, yeah, you know, they 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 added in a couple seconds here and there of some footage. You know, they they put Ian McDermott back in as the Emperor as opposed to the original right. actor who played him, just for continuity purposes. Yeah. And yeah, right. I, I I liked it. I thought that for the most part, the additions worked in this movie. Right. Yeah. They just they were cleaning up things that they just. Fixing, well, I don't want to say fixing plot holes, but they're just yeah. fixing some errors. Yeah, some things that the technology couldn't do at the time, or yeah, yeah, they, weren't, again, they I, weren't trying to enhance anything. They were yeah. just. I get it if they're subtle. Like I don't, I don't mind yeah. the things they did here. No, I don't either. So we we see Palpatine for the first time. We we understand, you know, he is he is Vader's master, and they start talking about Luke, and Palpatine's like that. This boy, he could destroy us. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. So they, if you're really paying attention, you're they're kind of seeding some things in there. Yeah. Uh, Vader argues, yeah, let's not kill him, let's turn him. Yeah. And Palpatine's like, yeah, you do that. <laughs> you go, go right ahead. You you go get on that. <laughs> go get it, DV. <laughs> do you think he called him DV? <laughs> I think he did. I, I think he did all the time. Yeah. They called each other EP and DV. 
<laughs> for to save time. Yeah, the, the Sith are very efficient. Yeah, Ernest Palpatine. <laughs> Ernest Palpatine. <laughs> Darth for Darth Dartholomew. Dartholomew Dar- Vader. Dar- Ernest Dar- Palpatine. Yeah, Dar- Dar- I like that. Dartholomew. <laughs> Uh, it's like Spaceballs. What's your name? Barf. Your full name. Bar- Barfolomew. Bar- Barfolomew. He's so proud of it. Are you the one who's getting married? No. Get out of the way. <laughs> Barfolomew. <laughs> oh, back in Dagobah, they're in uh, they're in Yoda's home, and Yoda has revealed himself. Oz. He he is the Yoda. He is the guy that, that <laughs> he Luke's hasn't revealed for. himself. He hasn't revealed himself to Luke yet, as much as. Luke overhears him talking, <laughs> talking yeah. to uh, Obi Wan's ghost. Yeah, <laughs> I'll help fi- this one. I can't. And yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, and so finally, Luke's you're like, Yoda. "Oh, you're you're the guy I'm looking for." And, <laughs> okay. And, and I think you kind of get. I th- at least this is the impression I get out of it. Yoda's still kind of testing Luke here because he's he's kind of mm-hmm. like he's you know he's telling Force Ghost. Uh, Obi Wan, like he's too old. I can't train him. He's too impatient. Yeah, no. I can't train him. Yep. Nope. nope. Got too much of his father in him. Can't train him. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get we get the old. Uh, I'm not a. Af- Luke says I'm. I'm not afraid. Oh, you yeah. will be. <laughs> you will be. You will yeah. be. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. I do enjoy seeing that line come out of a puppet's mouth more than I do CGI. Uh, yes, yeah, I, because, I, I like the just because it's here, yeah. right because um, it's meant to be menacing and somewhat emotionless in its delivery, and it's coming from a puppet, which of course is emotionless. So yeah. they just let the mouth move and let him just stare off into whatever. It's like I don't know, I it is, but yeah, we did see we saw a touch of like whiny Tatooine Luke too, yeah. you know. Uh, t- Tashi Station Luke. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm not too old. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, these puppets don't have uh, natural emotion as opposed to the puppets from, from, from <laughs> Check It Out with Dr. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Those those puppets were those scary. Yeah, they were. <laughs> puppets. <laughs> you know, he's afraid of puppets. Oh, for, man. All, for all of the Steve Brule fans out there who, who catch that uh-huh. reference and who immediately just we turned should... off, <laughs> who hit stop on the other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Uh, we we could do a bonus episode of a Steve Brule. We could. Oh, we could cover a Steve Brule episode. Oh, I'm usually in tears after those. Oh, I am too. So back on the Falcon, uh, Leia notices there there's a creature outside the ship. They're 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 in the vacuum of space. Yet there's a there's a <laughs> right. creature out there because it's yep. a movie and it's fiction. Yeah. So, anyways, it's chew it's chewed out the power cables. We got to go clear it out. So they, they, they exit the Falcon wearing these like tiny little respirators, which I think I'm probably going to yeah. come back to later. Wink, wink. Um, yeah. And uh, Han notices this cave, despite the fact that we're in deep space, is pretty moist and damp. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, he takes his blaster, just shoots it into the ground, and immediately everything starts rumbling. So... <laughs> they run back inside the ship and take off. They're like, the Empire's still out there. We got bigger issues right now. <laughs> yeah. It turns out when they flew inside this this cave and this big asteroid, they accidentally flew into the mouth of a gigantic, well, I don't know, worm-like creature. Sandworm, yeah. Sure. Like the, yeah. yeah it's, uh, 
it, now clearly we can't do this as a monthly theme, but if we did a month of sand of like sandworms, yeah, <laughs> we could have done Dune, Beetlejuice, Empire Strikes Back, and Tremors. Yeah, we could have uh, filled up a whole month. <laughs> but now that we've covered Empire Strikes Back, there goes our sandworm month. We could we could come up with something else that there's got to be something else with sandworms out there. If we put it further enough in the future, well, there is because I have another one in mind, but. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of there and again are immediately re, you know, re-pursued by the Empire. Um, Admiral Piet tells Vader, we found them. Again, the Falcons getting chased again by a Star Destroyer. Hyperdrive fails again. Uh, they lose their rear deflector shield. So the only thing they can do is attack the Star Destroyer, which is, you know, a right. hundred times the size. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to go well. So they move into attack position and they buzz the tower of the uh, the Star Destroyer and immediately fall off the scopes of the Empire. Like where where could they have gone? I don't know, but they lost the they lost the beeps, the bleeps, and the creeps. <laughs> the what? The what? The what? Can't find them. So so within seconds, the 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 captain of this ship is like, well, I gotta, I'll take responsibility. I'll go tell Vader. Cut to him being choked out as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I wonder how many how many uh, like admirals and captains Vader goes through on a weekly basis. <laughs> the whole fleet of them. Yeah. <laughs> Lay them head to toe, toe to head. We gotta we gotta stack <laughs> stack them. We gotta make make room for next week's. Yeah. Bring on the admirals. Who are our <laughs> new cadets? <laughs> uh, we also have like that fun little bounty hunter sequence. As, yeah, uh, it was know, cool. Vader's meeting with the bounty hunters, basically like half of Kenner's toy line right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot so, of back scratching going on here. Yeah, like, exactly. Tell you what, we'll, we'll introduce more cool characters so you can make more cool toys. Yeah. Oh, IG-88. He'd be a, he'd be a cool action figure. Who wouldn't want Bosk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, it turns out, Oz, that, uh, you know, Han... You know, being the crafty pilot he is, they after they buzzed the tower, uh, he somehow threw on the brakes, and basically <laughs> like like uh, I don't know if this is right, quite the right word, but like docked the ship against the yeah, side of a... the star destroyer. Right. So they're physically clamped onto it. I don't. You know, apparently they can't. Nobody else could see them physically, like eyeball them, but they're not on their scopes because they're not moving. Right. And so yeah. They just, they literally cling there for a while. It's a pretty smart move. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on Dagobah, as we kind of jump back and forth here between uh, yeah. Han and Leia and, and Luke. Luke's training. He's training with Yoda. He's got the Yoda backpack mm-hmm. on. He's doing, oh, some, yeah. <laughs> he's doing some sweet front flips. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I cannot watch this scene without thinking of the, you know, Seagull song. <laughs> I know the same. I, I started humming it in my, in my head. I know. Like, you just can't. For for those unfamiliar, uh, next next time you got a moment, go on YouTube and search for uh, what would we search for? Like like just Star War, maybe Star Wars seagulls. Yeah, just bad ba- ba- bad lip reading seagulls. Yes, yeah, bad lip reading. That's right. That that's the the YouTube channel, and they made up an entire song. <laughs> around the scene just a nonsense song but it's and hysterical. it's catchy oh it's but of course super they, catchy know, yeah those those guys over there are geniuses like yeah. 
the amount of time that they have to watch those videos just to figure out what they think they're saying, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so, it's so fun. But yeah, it's very catchy song. Yeah. And clever editing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Treat, treat yourself to three and a half minutes. Yeah. Bad lip, oh, it's wor- bad lip it's, reading it's seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go now though. Finish what you're doing now, listening yeah. to us and then go. Yes. Yeah. In fact, after you're done, watch us on YouTube after you listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. Then because then you're yeah, yeah. you then, then, li- then listen to our podcast again, then search right. for Sea Seagull Star Wars bad lip reading on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. So uh after after he's doing his front flips and his and his Yoda backpack and sprinting around the swamp, uh takes a breather and Luke's like, Hey, what's over there? Yoda Yoda says to him, "That, that area, that spot's uh, it's, it's filled with the dark side. You don't want to go in there." So of course Luke goes because Luke is a, yeah. Luke is incredibly yeah. impetuous. He he pulls a Dewey Cox and yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> you don't want you don't want none of that, Luke. <laughs> I, I, I that there's the dark I... side. <laughs> Tim Meadows is the voice of Yoda. Yes, t- Tim, Tim Meadows is Yoda. You don't want none of this stuff, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Before Luke trades, he has to remember his entire life story. (laughs) (laughs) He just perched up next to a mossy tree with his hand (laughs) on So Luke goes into this area that's, you know, thick with the dark side. And basically, in walks Vader, or at least what what we think is Vader. And they have a, a brief little lightsaber duel. And Luke beheads Vader again. Kind of a dark moment here. I remember this. Yeah. That, this scene always bothered me when I was a kid. Uh, the, the head, so Vader's head literally rolls on the ground, and the faceplate mm-hmm. explodes, exposing Luke's face underneath yeah. the Vader faceplate. I don't. Know, when you were a kid, how did you respond to this scene? What, what did it bother you? Were you just like, yeah, whatever? Uh, I I don't really recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I you know, I obviously have seen this movie numerous times, but I I could see it probably bothering me. Not so much the beheading as much as it being Luke's head in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watched a lot of horror movies growing that's up. That's true. So. Yeah, that's you were basically <laughs> raised on that genre. Yeah, or, so or I was like, oh, raised the, on com- I was raised on comedies. <laughs> right. So I'm like, there's no blood. That beheading's fake. <laughs> <laughs> there's more blood when Bumble was fighting him right exactly (laughs) Wampa had more blood than DV (laughs) Dartholomew Vader (laughs) Dartholomew Vader (laughs) so just continuing with the Luke stuff for a moment Uh, another little training sequence he's stacking rocks while he's upside down and levitating Yoda Uh, and then he sees a vision he has a vision. Of course, we don't see it, but he just panics, drops everything, yeah. including, I think, including Yoda and R2. R2, on, yeah. And he has a vision of Leia and Han suffering on in a city in the clouds. And he's like, I got to go to them. I got to rescue them. And uh, Force Ghost uh, Obi-Wan shows up, and both Yoda and Obi-Wan are like, You can't go. You got to finish your training. You can't face Vader. You're not there yet. But. He, he Looks goes, like, yeah, I am. <laughs> that, that's what he does. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go help my buddy and my girlfriend, sister. I, I, I feel like I feel like this like Yoda with the rock training is a lot like Miyagi teaching Daniel karate by having him like wax cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, it's like you could stack these rocks while standing on one hand and levitating your robot. Uh, you clearly are ready for a sword fight. Like, well, well, and there is that that infamous scene in the in Return of the Jedi when they're they're fighting on the second Death Star and the Luke Stark sta- starts stacking rocks. <laughs> right, he does a one handed handstand yeah. and he starts <laughs> levitating all the droids around. Yeah, he's levitating the droids. He's fight, he's fighting Vader. He's stacking rocks. <laughs> really confuses Vader, by the yeah. way. It buys him it buys him an instant. It does. Vader it does. Scratches his helmet, wondering what's going on. <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got me with the old rock stacking trick. Oh, no, you've been to Yoda. I know that trick. <laughs> Yoda pulled that one out of me before. I should have seen that one. That's, that's from the Yoda dojo of, of the force. I know that one. <laughs> so back on the Falcon, uh, they've outwitted the Empire. And... They're basically just still clinging to the Star Destroyer, and they, they <laughs> yeah, and they notice like they're like the, like they're starting to break up the fleet. All right, well when they do that, they always dump their garbage before they jump to light speed, and so they dump their garbage. They Han detaches the Falcon, and they just float away in the garbage. Right. Little do they know that Boba Fett, one of the bounty hunters, was hiding in the gar in the garbage, and <laughs> right. it, it starts to trail them. Uh, they they also uh, in the meantime had figured out that we got to go someplace and you know like just rest up, refuel, get you know get our wits about us, and so they uh, Han figures out we're gonna go to a, a city called Bespin, find my old buddy Lando, he'll he'll yeah. take us in. We're tight. Mm-hmm. So uh, they approach Bespin in the Falcon. Uh, they're they're given permission to land. Lando greets him. Initially, you think Lando's uh, Lando's got something against him because it was uh, was revealed that Lando and Han have some history, mm-hmm. and it wasn't always good. So Han's kind of rolling the dice here, but Lando Lando welcomes him in, very welcoming, as Leia points oh, yeah. out. So they're walking along. Uh, Lando's just kind of giving him the lay of the land. Han's giving him a hard time because, like, like you sound like an actual businessman now. Three um, PO wanders into another room and gets shot and blown apart. Yeah, blasted up. And you don't see what happened. He startled someone. Uh, so they. Uh, let me see. I just lost my place here. Pardon me for a second. Um, That's all right. So basically, just cutting ahead. Um, Lando comes back a little little while later, brings them in for some refreshments. Chewie, Han, and Leia. Turns out Vader has been there the whole time. Which I thought was funny because he was sitting at the table, just waiting. Yeah. Like, I, when I, the I, door I, opens, he, he rises like he had just finished his cookies. <laughs> <laughs> he has his napkin tucked into his shirt. <laughs> Should try these Nilla wafers. They really hit the spot. Right. That was a good snickerdoodle, Lando. <laughs> the charcuterie tray is amazing. Right. <laughs> try the relish dip. It's like a Wisconsin supper club. Right. So I just wonder how long was how long was Vader sitting there waiting. Just for his moment to surprise him. He, was, he probably right. was in there for like a good couple hours. 
feet up on the table. He's playing Doing Angry Birds. Playing Angry Birds on his phone, <laughs> like the like Angry Birds Star Wars edition. Yeah, <laughs> real meta. <laughs> so they they see him there, and Han, to his credit, he doesn't panic. He pulls his gun, no. and just starts firing yeah. at Vader. But of course, Vader's you know got that thing called the Force. He deflects the shots from uh, from Han's gun and then uses the force to, to pull Han's gun away from him. So they're they're captured now. Uh, they go to uh, they torture Han, they torture Leia. Mm-hmm. They don't even ask him any questions. They just torture him for the sake of torturing him. Uh, right. They Chewie does eventually find three PO. So in the meantime, he's just kind of putting three PO back together. Uh, Vader ends up telling Boba Fett. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna put Solo in Carbonite because I, I need to test it on somebody. Yeah. Because once right. Luke arrives, because he knows Luke's coming, yeah. we're gonna freeze Luke and then I'll bring him to the Emperor. But we're gonna test it on Solo. And Lando's like, this wasn't part of the deal. I am altering the deal. Pray right. I don't alter it any further. Yeah. You you can have Leia and the Wookiee. I'll mm-hmm. you know and like Ugh. yeah. And then alters that deal. So it turns out this whole thing was basically he's Vader's using them as bait to lure Luke mm-hmm. there. So Lando tell, you know tells them that uh you know Vader's really after Skywalker. Uh Han punches Lando and you know things aren't going well there. The heroes are down on their luck, Oz. Yep. Um so we cut to the Carbonite freezing chamber and uh you know, Chewie starts throwing a fit. His best friend's about to, you know, be be possibly killed because they don't know if it's going to work or not. Right? Yeah. In so, theory, it should. But... Yes, it should, but they don't know for sure. Uh, and so Han looks over at Leia and just Leia says, "Hey, I love you." And Han, in the, the, one of the greatest, the greatest, uh, uh, I don't, maybe response lines in yeah. film history, just looks at her and says. I know. I know. I know you do. No, it's no, kinda, all along. It's kind of like, like, t- t- told you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew if there was enough peril, you'd you'd admit your feelings for me. Yep. Too bad you didn't do it back out of Hoth. You kissed your brother instead. Right. It's true, yeah. Last lips you tasted were your own, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> your own genes. So they, they throw Han in the carbonite thing and they freeze him. He survives. He basically is now frozen in a, yeah. in a just a big, like a big slab of carbonite, yeah. basically. And another marketable item for Kenner. Yep, there you go. <laughs> he's, he's frozen in, in a 1995 toy. Yeah. <laughs> Han Carbon Carbonite Han. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to get that action figure. It's a low, low price. Yeah, nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents. Uh, Luke lands, so uh, he lands in his X-wing, starts making his way through Bespin, briefly comes across Leia, who yells, "It's a trap!" <laughs> Not quite as Admiral as Admiral yeah, Ask- Akbar esque, but yeah, she didn't even have her her Admiral Akbar mask on this time. <laughs> <laughs> that was her that the whole time. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> well, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, she's disguised, so maybe you know that's she also just doubles as uh, mm-hmm. as as Admiral Akbar. Well, it wasn't so much that it was Leia as much as it was Carrie Fisher. It was an independent film, so they were yeah. short on. You know, they didn't have the backing of major Hollywood yes. budget, yep. so so 
Carrie, we need everybody's got yeah. <laughs> everybody's got to pitch in. Carrie, yeah. <laughs> Carrie, put on this fish head. <laughs> Pretend <laughs> right. you're an admiral. Hey, Harrison Ford is a carpenter on set. You know yeah. how it goes. <laughs> so uh, Lando kind of rallies his troops. They fr- they free Chewie, Leia, and three PO. They go after Han. They almost get him, but Boba fl- yeah. Fett uh, flies away at his ship. Um, you know, just just out of reach when they get there. They do come across Artu as well, so at least they're reunited with Artu, who had come with Luke. They engage in a firefight with the stormtroopers. Lando gets on the PA, tells everybody, hey, the Empire's here. you got to get out. you got to get the step. Yeah. Get um, out of Cloud City. So they make their way to the Falcon and, and, and take off and escape, thinking the hyperdrive is fixed because uh, Lando had his best people working on it, so supposedly it's been fixed. Um, in the meantime, we get kind of the penultimate scene in the movie here, mm-hmm. Oz. Luke finds his way into this chamber that has the, the carbonite freezing mechanism. Yeah. And we see Vader in the movie poster shot, the trailer shot. Oh here. yeah. Backlit Vader standing on top of this platform. The Luke or the force is strong with you, but you are not a Jedi yet. And they get into a pretty sweet lightsaber battle here. Obviously. It was a nice, it was yeah. much more climatic than, uh, than Vader and Kenobi and, and old, old man, <laughs> Alec Guinness. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Vader basically backs Luke into this carbonite chamber all too easy. Flips the switch. Yeah. However, we see the first instance of a force jump here. I know. I love. I like. I remember not liking it when I was a kid because it is so like I really didn't understand all the nuances Same. of Star yeah. Wars because it was like he, you know, it just was irritating because he can't jump that. You know, like it just wasn't realistic. But yeah. of course, now it's like so sweet because he's harnessing that extra force yeah. power. Yeah, and now you see, you know, um, Qui, you know, Qui Gon and young Obi Wan making fifty foot leaps right. in Episode One. Yeah, and yeah. But so he gets out of there. They keep fighting. Um, Luke, let's see. They uh, they end up they uh, Luke kind of scurries away from him, and they end up in I don't know, like just a different area closer. They're kind of a long hallway, yeah. and Vader just starts showing his dominance over him. He starts using the Force mm-hmm. to just kind of like just throw different objects that Luke just kind of yeah, li- just, literally yeah. batters him, throws him off uh-huh. his game. Luke ends up kind of crashing through a window into this, like, um, I don't know what you'd call it. Like, know. like, like, yeah. like a platform and off like a deep pit. Basically it's kind of in yeah. like the middle of the whole structure there. Right. It's big space pit kind of thing. Sp- space pit. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're fighting on the platform. There's still lightsaber dueling late. Uh, Luke gets a little shot at on Vader. He catches him in the shoulder. Not enough to do any major damage, but it uh, it catches Vader's attention. He lets yeah. out a roar, and he lops off Luke's arm. Yeah, cuts cuts his it hand. off. At, yeah, or his his hand. Yes, so cuts it off at the wrist. The hand that he was holding the lightsaber in cauterizes the wound because apparently those lightsabers, right. uh, yeah, just do that. So they get pretty hot. <laughs> So Luke is basically defenseless at this point. And like I'm I'm not joining you. And then as we get that moment. That moment yeah. in cinema history here. Because to the this one that point, everybody misquotes. Yes, that everyone misquotes. Because <laughs> Luke had been told that Vader killed his father. Right. And Luke says this, you killed my father. And then Vader simply, repro- simply replies with, no, 
uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Sticks and stones. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no, I am your father. Luke gives a, <laughs> a reaction. Just kind of, he gets, he gets kind of whiny, although I shouldn't blame him. He, yeah. he just lost his Well, yeah. He just, and just found his dad. Just found so. his dad, yeah. Who who all, who was the one that cut off his hand? Yeah, like, <laughs> little little bittersweet memories yes. here, a little conflicting. But yeah, and then like the Vader just drops it. I'm like, search inside. You know it's true because I almost put it as a huh as like before I got to this point of the movie, I was thinking about my huh's and I almost put that in there. Like, mm-hmm. why would Luke just believe him? Yeah, you know. But but then they cover that track with yeah. Vader like, search your feelings. You and, know and, it's true. And Luke just pauses just for a beat and just, just realizes it and just starts screaming no, even though he knows it's true. Right. Um, yeah. Vader invites him to join him. He lets rule the galaxy, his father and the son, and Luke just throws himself down this pit. Right. Just throws himself off. Ends up basically kind of sliding through through like a, through like a a chamber door and ends up I think up it was... Out- the, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was the exact. I think it was the same exhaust system that Newt was sliding around in. And was aliens. it? Yeah, I think so. And coincidentally, they used for the Running Man. <laughs> Hollywood gets a lot of use out of that. Yeah, tunnel. yeah, they do. They do get a lot of use out of that. <laughs> Luke also stops to flirt with Hicks too while he's there. <laughs> he did. Yeah. yeah. Not his type, as he found out. <laughs> Not quite. But, uh, I'm not into guys that kiss their sisters. <laughs> <laughs> As Hicks says that to, to Luke. Because yeah. <laughs> Hicks is the one rejecting Luke in that dynamic. <laughs> Game over, Luke. Game over. <laughs> so my friend Hudson hurt. That's what he said. <laughs> so Luke ends up outside the complex. Apparently on the underside of this cloud city. This, this city right. that's just suspended. Literally in the clouds. Yeah. He ends up on like like an, an antenna for the back, lack of a better right. way of putting it. That's just sticking out the bottom, just hanging there. And mm-hmm. we cut back to Leia and Lando and three PO and Chewie and R two flying away in the Falcon, and the camera just kind of lingers on Leia, and she's like, "I know where Luke is. Yeah, got to go back. He's, he's call he's calling for her. yeah." And so they they turn around, and go back, and they find him underneath. They they pick him up. They got him in the Falcon. They they take off. They're getting chased by Tie Fighters. Uh, they make it back out out of the atmosphere into space. Go to jump to hyperspace uh, to escape, and it fails again, <laughs> again. Just, beep, 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 yeah, beep, beep. I, I do. I do love the sound of the hyperdrive. Oh yeah, failing. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just... It just sounds like something failing. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> 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 if we ever start a game show, that's going to be our fail noise. Is the hyperdrive? Oh yeah, hyperdrive oh, yeah for sure. Disney uh, won't care. So there are moments from being captured uh, in the tractor beam of the star destroyers there, and R two basically fixes it. R two does his, his he does his R two magic. Yeah, that's what R two does. Yeah, yeah, like like taps two wires together and they're they're off. They're in hyperspace. Well, he, do, he he does have a lighter as a tool, so we shouldn't underestimate what he can accomplish. <laughs> like like a big lighter. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, then we we cut to uh, a medical frigate that's back in the in the rebel fleet, and Luke has now been given a robot hand. 
So he's mm-hmm. part cyborg at this point. Lando and Chewie are shown leaving in the Falcon to go after Han, while uh, the droids and Luke and Leia just kind of kind of stand in a window of the ship and watch them go. And that, folks, is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire yeah. Strikes Back. What a movie, Oz. What a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this one. At this point in the show, folks, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film we've been yapping about. In this case, the Irving Kirshner helmed The Empire Strikes Back. Oz, how would you rate this flick? I want to give this ten wampa arms. (laughs) That's what it gets from me. Poor Bumble. I know. Poor guy. How about you? Similarly, I'm going to go with uh, 97 disemboweled tauntauns. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I thought that's part s- of the movie took place on that ice planet. Yep, I I do really like the Hoth stuff. And I, I do too. And I, I, thought, I really, especially yeah. with you know the technology they had to, to film that. Like it wasn't exactly like a dog fight, but like the sequence with like the the speeders mm-hmm. and like do that against a white background because you can get a, away oh, with yeah. a lot of stuff in space with a yeah. dark background. But yeah, so kudos to the technical efforts that went into that. Right. Next up, folks, we got our, our, our next segment, Outside Insight. <laughs> Oz and I have been scouring the interwebs looking for unprofessional reviews that people leave on various media sites. Uh, reviews that we find funny, and we will now share a couple of those with you. Exactly. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? Uh, mine is a half-star review by Dunn Baxter, dropped on December 20th of 2022. And it's very confusing and conflicting. I've been watching this crap for so long. <laughs> you, could, you could burn any evidence of this movie ever existing and I would not care. Okay. Okay. So why have you been re-watching it? I don't care. All right. Now here's my favorite part. I told you this a little bit yeah. in the pre-show. Now, now here's a letter to anyone who actually cares about Star Wars. It's a little lengthy, but I'm going to go quick. Okay. As a a young Star Wars fan, I never would have imagined the day where I say I hate the originals. The fact of the matter is I've been imagining my own vision for the franchise for so long that I'm now beginning to transcend even the original lore. (laughs) Here he goes. My own Star Wars universe is is just Ben Quadenarios as the lead role, and they ripped the plot from Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Immediately following that film is a trilogy of Kurosawa-inspired Star Wars films following the lives of uh, Plu Kuhn and Kit Fisto. After that, there is one Pixar animated film which takes a microscopic view of the universe, similar to A Bug's Life. To finish everything off is a lengthy Italian trilogy covering the... Covering the Amidala crime family from the eyes of Padme Amidala, who's training her daughter to run the family business, when suddenly Leia is assassinated. Now her son, Luke, who is only a moisture farmer, has to learn the ways of the Force to avenge his sister's death. In doing so, he becomes the villain he once hated to see. You can call this stupid or insane, but when you enjoy something like Star Wars for almost two decades... It becomes a part of your imagination more than a story you truly care about. George Lucas did not have the tech to make everything he imagined in the 80s, and his fan base has discouraged his ambition before he could make a final trilogy. By then, he sold everything I wanted to see from him and left it to, to fly in the wind. Somewhere is in the middle of all that lies The Phantom Menace, which is the only film where George Lucas was free as an artist. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> wow. I got a feeling that, yeah. that this guy, as he was writing this and laying out his his fan fiction verse, version of, <laughs> of, of the Star Wars universe, was was like, man, if I just put this review out there and Ooh, it, it in the ether, some studio executive at Lucasfilm is going to read this. <laughs> I'm going to get my, my nine-picture deal here. That's right. They're going to want to see what Star Wars makes the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift looks like. Crossed with a like, look- lengthy Italian trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Covering the Amidala crime family. Yeah. And don't forget the, the Bugs Life uh, perspective as yeah. well. So what I read when I read this guy's fan fiction is, take Star Wars, but put Star Wars over Tokyo Drift, Kurosawa Films, a Pixar movie, a Bugs Life, and The Godfather. Mm-hmm. There's your Star Wars. Like uh, those are already done. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, already established franchises. <laughs> you, you you can't mod a franchise and call it your own. <laughs> like, um, oh, that I, it was lengthy, but I yeah. was I oh. once I started reading the review, I'm like, I can't stop reading this. Like I have to share this, and it's like you you let George be free, and he gave us Phantom Menace, yeah. and then you took it all away. Like I'm pretty sure George had creative freedom on uh, New Hope. Guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's his movie. It's his thing. Yeah, <laughs> they right. finally gave him free reign, <laughs> like almost tw- tw- twenty two years after A New Hope, when he made Phantom Menace. Yeah, by the time he was involved with three others, you finally let him make the one he wanted, and then you took it away. The one, oh, was, yeah. the one about space politics. <laughs> right. Did you see that kid racing like NASCAR? Oh, like, sweet! It should have been a Tokyo Drift. <laughs> man, you know you—he did one right thing when he had Greg Proops in the Star Wars universe. Greg Proops, <laughs> and he took him out. So that's that's my outside it's inside. Not enough improv comedy in, in the. <laughs> Nope. In the Star Wars verse. There's not. So, right, what's your outside insight? My outside insight uh, comes from the Internet, Mo- Internet Movie Database, courtesy of Kev Doggy. Oh, he's, got, he's good. He's good. He's, I, I, I follow the work of Kev Doggy very closely. <laughs> he's a solid reviewer. He is, he is. He's got good stuff there. Very insightful. Yeah, makes me think. The 17th best film of all time, maybe if you're 13 years old. This is a nice little adventure story. <laughs> and quite frankly, if you think this is a great film, your nerd is showing. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to put it away. It's good, but I'm giving it a three just to balance out all the idiots. Get life, people. Oh, I love that. Yeah, go ahead. I love it. We've talked about yeah, it before. Uh, that people think that their singular vote yeah. is going to skew IMDb's rating yeah. scale. Well, and he even, in fact, I wasn't going to read this part, but he even says there's 24,000 10-star reviews. So his three-star review will mathematically skew that. Yeah. And I'm the only one that's telling you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, like fan. Don't listen to those other... Don't ever listen to those other 10,000 people that love this movie. I'm the one you should be reading. By the, and by we, the way, you are the one we're reading, Ken yeah, Doggy. By, by the way, read my fan fiction. <laughs> right. You can find me on Letterboxd's Dunn Baxter. <laughs> I'll finish my thing here. Get a life, yeah. people, or at least a girlfriend. It's actually more like a six <laughs> or seven. George Lucas makes nice action figures. <laughs> That's what? it. <laughs> I know it kind of kind of went off the rails at the end there, but yeah. 
Get life people or at I, least a girlfriend. I feel like you wrote most of that review and then like had to go to the bathroom and came back and like was still just putting down things he'd thought of, but didn't add them to the coherency of what he'd written before. <laughs> oh boy. Thanks, Kev Doggy. Yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. Well, folks, it is time for our signature segment, the three, two, one. Yeah. In which Oz and I share three goods, two bads, and one. Huh? About the film in question. In this case, nineteen eighties, The Empire Strikes Back. Oz, what are your three goods? Uh, I love that this movie just jumps right into the action. Yes. It assumes you've seen A New Hope. You know who everybody is. We're not going to spend time on that. Ready? Go. And it just goes. Uh, that's my first good. My second. I'm a really big fan of the details and the lighting and set design on this. Yeah. Like, everything looked good. Uh, we talked about it on Aliens as well, but it's just everything looked good. Like, every hallway was detailed and nuanced, and kudos to the creative team there. And my third, while my first good was about the beginning, my third good is about the end. This movie knows that it's part of a larger story, so it doesn't wrap up. Like, there's no doubt, you know, it's, there's, there's, it just stops like, and I'm fine with that mm-hmm. because, you know, as we know, and, and you could say the same, with like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, bringing that up, that they know they're part of something. This is not a standalone movie with the threat of what if we don't get funding for a part three? They just know like, no, we're making part two. We're going to stop it where it's at because we're coming back for another one. Um, and I really like that about this is that most movies, it bothers me if the ending's not solid and convincing especially TV shows, like if the end of a season isn't good because they're expecting a next season, but that doesn't arrive, it really makes the season fall, or the whole series fall sour. Mm -hmm. But this movie knows it's got legs and it's not going to stop running, and I love that about it. Mm -hmm. What about you? What are your three goods? My three goods, I'm going to start with just how how Han outsmarts the Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's outmaneuvering them. You know, he's he's using, you know, the... asteroids to, to to his benefit you know despite the danger he's putting himself and his crew in i just it, it showcases this this movie really is a han showcase in a lot of ways it's like mm-hmm. yes luke's training oh, yeah. the force and all that but like this movie is really about han yeah and it, it's him well, and his, he has to he yeah you say he has to step up and carry things when luke's away yeah i mean it's him and it's it is swashbuckler you know kind of devil may mm-hmm. care best and it just it works so well in this movie uh, my second would be, uh, I guess, just the the relationship building amongst all the characters. Again, we we had the great establishing stuff in the first one, but in this one, uh, especially, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Han again for two consecutive goods here. But you know, just how he developed with Leia, even the backstory mm-hmm. with him and uh, and Lando. You know, we see how Luke and Yoda come together, and it's 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 good storytelling, it's good character development, and again, I think the story is really the strongest in this movie of all the Star Wars movies. Uh, and my last is that uh, Vader Vader be choking dudes. Yeah, I love he he... Like, like Vader was established as the big bad in the first one, but like he goes from being the big bad to being like like unpredictable and and just ruthless mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, a little hot, like not outwardly hot headed, but a little hot headed. Like you don't. Everybody feared Vader in the first one, but in this one, you really get a sense why. Yeah, like. So it just it again it just put Vader over the top is arguably the best film villain of all time exceptions being Bigger and McCracken from Kingpin mm-hmm. exactly 
We can't because, forget Big Earn. Because no villain will ever top Big Earn McCracken. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and if you think they, keep, and if you think one does, keep, keep going. If, yeah, if, if <laughs> and if you think one does, you're wrong. Yeah. So. Oz, what are your two bads? Um, my first bad is, I guess, preface. Han's persona and my persona are nowhere near the same. Mm-hmm. So, the opportunity that he had when when Leia announced her love for him. And he stayed Han through yeah. that. Like, of, I know. And then, boom. Like, you're frozen. We may never see you again. Um, that's my first bad. And it, it's just, like, I'm okay that it didn't get romantic and sappy. Yeah. But, like, you, for her, you owed her more than that. Yeah. Like, put your put yourself away for a moment. Yeah. You owed her more than that. Yeah. Well um, said. And... And so, uh, and my second one is, again, with emotions, you know, I would say Vader gets a little emotional with Luke, with the whole, I'm, you know, I'm your father, Mm -hmm. and search your feelings, you know, come with me, we can overthrow the Emperor, you know, like, I feel like he was really opening himself up to Luke, and then Luke falls, (laughs) and Vader just kind of, like... That really is a way down there, isn't it? He just kind of—it just—he just went cold and emotionless again. Like Vader, no, no. Vader hocks a loogie and spits it down. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh-huh. he's just wait, waiting to hear if it hits the bottom. Like you know, it's like so. It just was—it was just—it was—it was odd that you know we see we see Mister Stone get. Uh, you know, a little bit emotion, you know, with his son. And then when his son literally plummets to what we believe is his death, Vader just kind of watches him fall. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like, well, I got to get going, well, you know. And, uh, I got, you know, it's I got like dinner eat, in the oven. <laughs> I mean, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't a vocal thing, you know, a gasp, but even if it was just like a, just a quick like reach, you know, just something. Yeah. But he just literally like just leans forward and watches over the rail. Is <laughs> they should have had Vader, Vader like like upright himself and just turned to the camera and, and put his hands out in like a. <laughs> oh wow! I would have loved that he freeze frames on him. <laughs> I would have loved it even more if they if they cut to Vader and there's just a tear rolling down his helmet. <laughs> Like someone just threw a bag full of garbage at him alongside the road. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Uh, but <laughs> somehow his, but that was my somehow second he bad. Cri- yeah. he, his helmet is able to cry from the outside. I know. That's why I thought it was funny is watching the tear roll outside of the yeah. helmet. <laughs> but no, that was that was my second bad. It's just seeing slight, I won't call it vulnerability as much as it was just, you know, just opening up a bit. Like, sure. you know, he was trying to bridge and force or forge a relationship yes. with his son who then chose death over him and Vader just, oh he's almost like foreshadowing like looking like ooh that's not a bad idea dropping somebody down a deep pit <laughs> well you win some you lose some <laughs> I'm gonna hold on for that one and see if that comes comes back to use in the future well in both your tossing someone into a deep pit <laughs> in both your cases you'd have you know you kind of referenced I don't know like one stoic man one manly man and like you know, yeah, just just let your emotional guard down for a yeah, moment. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Try, don't quit trying to know, be hyper masculine, right? Which also kind of like reverses and throws a little monkey wrench in things 
when you look at the the prequel trilogy and the way Vader reacts, Anakin reacts when he's first turned into Vader, mm-hmm. when he finds out that, you know, Padme is dead and is, no, you know, <laughs> like we've seen Vader get emotional yeah. thinking, you know, and now here's a chance like, hey, you've rekindled with your kid. Oh, uh, well, whatever. You know, so it's just, granted that prequel came after. So, I mean, you can't go back and fix yeah. whatever. But um, it's like we've seen Vader be emotional. And now here's a chance where he's not or he could be and he's not. So yeah. that's my second bad. What about you? Uh, my two bads. And again, I'm being very nitpicky here. Like, yeah, um, one of the I know when I was a kid this was probably uh, at the bottom of my list of the three of them. And that was simply because there's no space dog fights in this movie. Like there's a little bit between uh, like the Falcon and the tight yeah. fighters, but like, you know, there's, there's no big battle of Yavin, you know, like at the end of, mm-hmm. of a new hope. Uh, and th- there's no, uh, there's no, you know, b- big death star two fight sequence there outside of Endor. Uh, and, right. and, and when I was a kid, you know, I just had that sort of nostalgic, like I want to see X, X wings and tie fighters dog fight out there. Right. Right. And, you know, which I think is one of the reasons why I like the Snowspeeder AT-AT scene so much at the beginning. Because that's the closest you really get to it. That's about the closest yeah. you get, yeah. But yeah so the just, rest of it's just a bunch of, like, space hide-and-seek. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're not wrong. So, like, it's just, again, the kid in me wants to see a big space dog fight, and we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, my other one is just, I don't know, I'll just go with... Um, I'll pick the low-hanging fruit, Luke and Leia's kiss. Like, yeah. like you can't tell me Lucas hadn't plotted this stuff out. If he's going to film the first movie as episode four, he clearly knew what was right. going to come before. So, like, yeah. you can't tell me he didn't have an idea what was going to come after. Unless yeah, like, he's just okay he, with, yeah. with hot sibling-on-sibling action, you know? Who knows? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you're right. He knew they were twins yeah we didn't but he did so it's yeah. it's one of those like because yeah, you could chalk it up to like well you didn't know at the time but he did he knew it he did yeah and he, and he still let it go yeah so those are my two bads as what's your huh um <laughs> my huh on hoth at the beginning um if it was too cold for a living tauntaun to survive how would a dead Tauntaun's innards keep Luke keep Luke warm? Like, like it just didn't make sense. And especially for the whole night. And where did Han go? Like, like. But that would that's my ha. Huh? If if it was so cold that a living Tauntaun fell over dead, the insides of that Tauntaun that is now dead are not going to keep Luke warm throughout the night. Would I don't they? know. Maybe it's like a spa treatment kind of thing. Possibly. Hot springs, the inside of a tauntaun yeah. is, is it's like aspen. <laughs> it's, instead of mud and cucumbers on your eyes, you just you just rub yeah. tauntaun guts all over your face. That's, that's all you gotta do. Mm. It's like hot rocks. So, what's your hunt? <laughs> My ha is, uh, and I kind of made a quick reference to this earlier, when they're in the belly of, of the, the, the space the space worm yeah. in the asteroid belt, uh, you know they're, they they believe they are in deep space in the vacuum of right. space, and they step outside the Falcon to investigate these creatures, which again, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> sci-fi. Um, 
they're in deep space and they're wearing these like dinky little respirators, like you know that has like a rubber band, like you you put behind yeah, your head, right. and, and and that's it. You know, like there's nothing protecting them from the vacuum of space. And again, I'd be I'd be a little over the top and silly here because yes, this is fiction. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, it's like eh, it's not exactly how <laughs> it's not exactly how space works. <laughs> no. But I've never been to space. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's different. Yeah. And I don't know. Have there been any Earth-based space programs that have spent a human, that have sent a human to, that have sent a human to space without the protective gear just to see how they would handle, or are we, were we overly cautious when we send them up there, assuming things are go bad? Maybe they can. Maybe you know, but I don't know if anyone's tried. Well, I mean, it's there, at least nothing that's been revealed to the public. So, I mean, I think I think where you're getting at, Oz, is the next time we send astronauts up into space for scientific reasons, and if nothing else, just to rule out what's kind of demonstrated here, send them up, just send them up in their in their in their city, send them up, you know, with without spacesuits, send a death row inmate. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a great last. I mean, that'd be a great last view. <laughs> what do you want, Tang? That's your la- your final meal is Tang and freeze dried ice cream. Deal. We're gonna send you to space, <laughs> and and just to test our theory of what does, how long can a person survive in space without protective measures? Yeah. <laughs> two birds right yeah we'll give we'll They're give already them, on death row we'll give them one of those like 3m respirators that they were wearing yeah yeah with like the popple tube coming out for the air yeah like you're already you're going to be sentenced to death so let this be be in the name of science yeah. just go to space without a space suit right. you'll be we'll fine. send you up We'll send you up in a spacesuit. You know, we want you to enjoy the ride. But once you get there, just go on out. And, <laughs> you might want to hold your breath first. <laughs> right? That's fine. That's another double science. How uh-huh. long could a human hold their breath in space yeah. before they succumb to space? I just For science. Maybe you'll catch a little bit of oxygen that's just kind of floating around out there. Yeah, for science. For science. So. No. <laughs> well, well, that's 1980s the empire strikes back and that wraps oh, up boy. this month that wraps it up does sequels ah. better than the originals <laughs> it does and uh we come back next month when with our first and we're looking at this is what episode 65 60 yeah episode 65 wow. episode 66 will be the first rehash next month will be the first rehash of a theme we are revisiting a previous theme Mm -hmm. and i see this becoming a current revisit yes i think this will be an annual thing with it being february and because of the the uh the love and support from our lovely spouses Mm -hmm. um you know we are going to revisit last february's theme of wives choice month by having another month of wives' choice, so wives' choice. Duh. Last year, wives' choice was all romantic movies, well, or at least you know, loose, you're, loosely you're, defined as romantic movies. Yeah, your 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 romantic your romantic movies like 
Bodyguard, Legends of the Fall, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Secretary, <laughs> Secretary. Because, as we said before, my wife, the sociopath. <laughs> right. This this year, Wife's Choice was a little more open-ended. Just, yes. what do you want to watch? Doesn't have to be romance. So, we will be back next week with my wife's choice for her first pick of next month. We will be watching the Sandra Bullock, uh, Harry Connick Jr. movie. Hope Floats, a movie I have not seen before. I have not seen it either. I, I'm assuming that, so. that this movie is set like like uh, like on a stranded stranded island in the in the middle of the Pacific. Now, see, I assumed this took place in like a like a soda bar, and mm. Sandra Bullock <laughs> was was like she was the. She was making. She's making milkshakes. Floats. She, she's got one of those like yeah. one of those like pink outfits with the white trim and the little white paper yeah. hat on top. And she was and and she was just making floats. It's like it's just uh, two soups of ice cream, some root beer, and a little bit of hope. Yeah, these are hope floats <laughs> with a big bendy straw in it. Yeah, that's right. You get two straws for you and your lady friend. Uh huh. Everyone's wearing poodle skirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, ju- somehow, the for some reason, the, for some reason, the Candyman for Willy Wonka is there. Yeah. Like he's a soda jerk, he can do it. Uh, <laughs> and Harry Connick Jr. has a daughter named Hope that's gone missing, and Sandra Bullock is the one responsible yep. for the abduction of that child. Yep, as she just sl- she just scoops some of her guts into each ice cream sundae. <laughs> Have a little hope float, everybody. <laughs> took an odd turn there. <laughs> I don't know why my wife loves it, but she does. <laughs> Not to be confused with that other Sandra Bullock movie, 28 Days Later, where she wakes up in, a, in London and it's uh, been overrun by rage zombies. <laughs> it's a sequel to her previous movie where she was an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> 28 Days and 28 Days Later. Yep. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a straight sequel. Yep, yep. <laughs> it leads right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a month later. Yeah, it just it picks it picks right up. Twenty eight days later, yeah, San, yeah, Sandra Bullock teams up with Killian Murphy and they fight. They fight rage zombies yeah. um, <laughs> as they find love. <laughs> but no, we'll be back next week with Hope Floats to kick off Wives Choice Month. Uh, social media wise, you guys know where to find us: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, we've mentioned we are on, we, we mentioned late that we are on Patreon. Why, so why, why don't we give our Patreon our Patreons one more shout out here? Yeah. So, so thank you again, Don S, Melissa L, Aaron A, and Mandy K for your constant and recurring patronage. Uh, there is a link down below if you'd like to join and hear your name shouted uh, through your speakers, uh, not from the rooftops. We film this in the comfort of our homes. I actually um, am on my rooftop right now. <laughs> you, you have a nice setup. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the basement with uh, Kira Sean. <laughs> She's constantly waiting to come like, like come at me with a trowel. <laughs> so. Little girl from Night of the Living Dead back here that would go to all the uh, all the horror conventions with with the shovel like the hand shovels and sign them all for you. Sign so people like seventy five, like seventy five dollars. Um, but no, that's it for this week. Hope floats next week. Social media, drop anything you'd like down in the comments. We'd love to hear what you thought about our recent episodes. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and blah blah blah. The things we're supposed to do on YouTube. Ignore all that if you're listening to us on the podcast app. Uh, but for another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>